Welcome to It Takes a Village, a podcast for parents of teenagers. You're not alone, and here we equip you with ideas and resources to help you walk confidently in your role as the primary discipler in your child's life. This podcast is hosted by the youth ministry staff at First Baptist Church Arlington. And that includes Kirk Crodel, our youth pastor, Tanner Watson, our guys minister, and me, Chelsea, our girls minister. We hope that this is a valuable resource to you because it really does take a village. Well, hello, guys. What up? Welcome hello, back. Hello, hello, hello. Gentlemen, how are y'all doing today? Oh, you know, it's been an allergic day. Tanner, <laughs> yeah. How are you doing today? You know, Tanner I... Tanner Watson? I, uh, well, do you want me to tell you something good? Because yep. that this is like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. good has tell something us. to do with this. Tell us something good, Tanner. Lay it so on us. I, my allergies kicked in like... Like in full force this afternoon, uh, bad. We can vouch and for that. Yeah, um, two different staff members have taken care of me. Lori Allen gave oh. me some allergy medicine Bless that's her. been kicking Goodness in Lord. over the last hour. It's Lori been great. Always steps in, just yeah, huge, Lord huge, Lord uh, Lord. something good. And then uh, my good friend and coworker Chelsea brought me this delicious tea from White Rhino Coffee uh, mm. sponsor us. Um that yeah. it's it's hitting the spot. It's helping, you know, get those sinuses open. So What's that called? Uh, I don't when know. I, when I go back White Rhino. Um I think they called it Bright Eyes. Bright Eyes. Oh my eyes. I think They're, it's working because yeah. I do oh, think well. Tanner's eyes are brighter than they were like 30 minutes ago for sure. Yeah, I don't love hot tea except when I don't feel well. Mm. And then it's yeah. just mm. Just hits the spot. You're right. The coffee shop I used to work at had this blue tea called butterfly tea. And mm. I used to love Ooh. having it hot. Oh, man. And it turned purple if you put a little lemon juice in there. Ooh. How interesting. Yeah, it was really delicious. That's cool. What's the one at, uh, what, what do you call that? It, it's the, the at Starbucks? coffee shop. That the medicine the, ball. The medicine ball. Yeah. I love that. It's, it's good. super good. Isn't that funny? Not very I, I carb friendly. It, but but no. It's got that lemonade it's in it. Oh. Lemonade and honey. I was about to say, like, what, we, what is in there? Well, Actually, when I worked at Starbucks, it wasn't officially on the menu, so it was kind of an off-menu item, and they would yeah. just ask us to make something. And so that's we always did ours with steamed lemonade and honey. Mm, steamed so, lemonade, how interesting! Mm, it's really good. It is you can steam it. Super like good. That. I didn't know anything about that until probably two years ago. Teresa mentioned it. I'm like, "What are you talking about?" And then everybody, I was like, "Did y'all know that they had this drink <laughs> at Starbucks?" It, it was really awesome. Is it's a game changer? It's good stuff. Yeah. So like a, if you're out there. Kurt, so white round and get your bright eyes. Do you have something good? I have something really good. Mm. Tell me. Yeah, you know, Friday night we had our uh, youth ministry Christmas party, and yeah, uh, what a blast! Was, not was, so silent night. It was really awesome. It was not so silent. It was amazing. Uh, I would just say that, like I said, like we have remarkable leadership in our church mm-hmm. and youth yeah. ministry. Testify. And some, a lot of times, those leaders are also parents, and so we're just really grateful for our people. And folks willing to, you know, open up their home to all of us on a Friday night. I'm sure they have nothing else going on all this Christmas season. Yeah, not not to. during the month of December. No, no. way. Yeah, it's quiet. <laughs> Nothing's really happening. They're just sitting around looking for something to do. Slow season. And they would welcome all of us to show up at their house on a Friday night. It's That alone is pretty remarkable. But yeah, yeah. so that's what I would say is really, really good in our world. It's our people. Yeah. How about you, Chelsea? Uh, well, listen, I love the Christmas season. I love all the lights. I love seeing it through a toddler's eyes. 
So every oh, time the it's dark when we're leaving, like we left um, Nativity Story Time, and Lucy said, "Can we drive by the big Christmas tree at the Levitt?" Oh, yeah. So we reroute now to drive by nice. the Christmas lights. We have a neighbor who does an incredible Christmas lights display in their yard, so we go out of our way to drive by their house so most awesome. evenings. And uh, I was given an extra ticket to the. Um, Martin Dinner Theater, oh, where their show choirs so cool, and perform, and it's professional. It's inc- they are so talented. The directors are amazing. The students are amazing. We and have several students in the show. Yes, and it's just uh, it definitely puts you in the in the Christmas spirit. Mm-hmm. So. Uh-huh. For KO and, and you know what? Our Sunday Martin morning Clark worship Carter. with all of the Christmas, Emily Clophouse with her violin, I she makes me weep every time she plays. It's beautiful. But that, and then, you know, and let's hear it for Brock. Like, I'm telling you, there is just something. You throw a cello in the mix. Ugh, yes. Holy cow. I know nothing about music or instruments or anything like that, but I love me a good cello, y'all. The strings, they Gosh, really do bring so, it. Seriously. <laughs> So there's a lot of good. Yeah. Um, but we did want to bring this special episode of special. It Takes a Village to talk yes. specifically about families around the holidays. Yeah. I know we've mm. already come back past Thanksgiving, but with Christmas and New Year's Day coming up, there are there's a lot of potential. Mm. Um, and I think sometimes we can get really swept up in the current of all of the busyness mm. and forget um, just the intentionality that we can have as we celebrating Advent and the birth of our of our Lord Jesus um, and even the upcoming year and all of the things that come along with that. So before we dive too much into that, I would just love to hear what are some of the things that you or your families do around Christmas that you really love or traditions that you have that have been successful? Mm-hmm. Okay, let's start here. What about, we haven't talked about this, what about like when you were a kid? There's something in your home as a kid that you really love that your family did? Yeah, my mom plays the piano. She played piano for all the churches I went to growing up. And so we would would sing Christmas carols together, like Christmas morning. That was like the first thing we did, get up in our pajamas, and we'd open up our – we had a really old hymn book from maybe 1940. It had my favorite arrangement of O Holy Night. And so we Mm. would kind of pick through all our favorite songs, and we would sing before we did anything else. But, you know, really like, cool. I say that. My mom had already been up making cinnamon rolls and bacon and everything. Like, so the house smelled amazing. Is Coffee that where your cinnamon rolls come from? Is it your mom? Uh, my love for cinnamon rolls does. But the mm. recipe I use comes from the pioneer woman because, mm. on, man, she never lets you down. I'm, I don't know. You don't know the pioneer woman? I don't know the pioneer woman. Tanner, she's hey, going to change your life. She's got some new cookbooks out. Does I she? Know. I hope my wife's not listening. I have two of them. for Christmas. <laughs> No, Sorry. seriously. She has a website, Pioneer Woman. This is a, so there is a woman. Yeah, her name's Reed Drummond. Yeah, her, she's in her website is Pioneer Woman. But so she, she married a rancher, like a cowboy. Oh, a cowboy. Okay, okay. Yeah. And okay, so okay. all of her recipes, I'm, they're all going to have a lot of salt and butter. Um, <laughs> oh, <dude. laughs> yeah, it's, it's so good. Life. I was 112 pounds when I bought Teresa's mm. first cookbook. <laughs> and man. It's been an awesome 10 years. That's a, if you've <laughs> never tried it, her cinnamon rolls recipe makes about eight pans at a time. Dude. So I, it's not uh, it's not quick, but yeah. it is delicious and consistent. Yeah, it's no so. Pillsbury uh, can that you have to try to figure out how to pop open. Yeah, there's a time and place for Pillsbury. That's true. Oh, absolutely. Uh, kids won't eat them anymore. 
<laughs> they know. They know. <laughs> They're like, nope, thanks. Yeah. yeah. My family growing up, my mom, my mom's just head over heels for like Christmas, Christmas decorating. Mm. And that is like, you know, especially as me and my brother have grown older, like we've been, you know, involved probably less and less as we've grown older because we're just, you know, so busy. Sure. But something we always do every year for my mom is buy her a nutcracker. Um, and they're all over the place, uh, in my house, or at least they were for a while. And now she puts them on the top of all of our shelves in the kitchen. And there is just an army. I'm talking like a (laughs) Roman platoon. (laughs) Like they, like if they unionized, like we'd have no chance. It is a ridiculous amount of nutcrackers. And I'm like, my parents have only been married for 27, 28, 29 years, and it's there's only been 29 Christmases. How are there this many are nutcrackers? This many soldiers. We have like a nutcracker nativity. We have a nutcracker. <laughs> we have the nutcracker in nutcrackers. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. It's, it's, wow. it's crazy. Okay, have you seen <laughs> the like 10-foot nutcrackers that are all over like influencer world right now? No. Okay, oh. I, this, this is my algorithm. All of these influencers buy these giant nutcrackers and they're repainting them in their like shades of beige for their house. <laughs> oh, I'll have to I'll have to send it to you. Okay, I'm there are we our nutcrackers yeah. range from anywhere from probably about two and a half feet tall to like two or three inches tall. Yeah. Okay. Well, that seems like a good size for it. Uh, yeah, diverse. that's uh, that's a good yeah. Yeah, we've got some neighbors that have some on their like front porch this year, and my kids are like, oh. So, okay. Question: Do you use them to crack nuts? We've tried, and for most of them, it works. But a lot of them have like like beards that like glued Uh, over their mouths and stuff. There's an astronaut that wears a helmet. Um, There's like a there's a guy that's in like Desert Storm gear. (laughs) There's patriotic. I love it. I think this year, this year, my hope mom's not listening. I think this year, Whataburger actually <gasps> has nutcrackers. No, I think my dad on. is buying one. Okay, I so, won't say anything. Okay, that, yeah, don't say anything to Michelle. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> you see her so often. <laughs> uh, let's see. In the Crodal household, I'm still like for me. It's funny because we'll talk about this later. Like Christmas Eve at my grandparents' house was mm-hmm. just it, and that was like for generations of our family. Like when I was little bitty, it was going to like my great uncle's home and all the crotals got together. And then as everybody, you know, it was like a 500 square foot house and there were like 75 of us. And then eventually we all kind of farmed out to, you know, our grandparents. And um, that's still just all the family, you know, as a kid mm-hmm. growing up. But I, you know what? Wait, hold on. No, really strike that. Just ignore that. Act like I never said it. Christmas morning at our house, my mom cooked breakfast. Ooh. I can say this now because my mom's not here anymore. But my mom was not a great cook. Let's just, <laughs> let's just say it, okay? Homemade, like, I've told you all this, and I really mean it. I had no idea the majority of my life. I was a grown man before I realized you could make mashed potatoes out of potatoes. <laughs> like, I thought mashed potatoes wow. came out of a box. So, if that tells you anything. Uh, like, I seriously was like, what do you mean get potatoes? I think we were married. Oh, like, no. What? What? She's like, Kurt, how did you make potatoes? I'm like, out of the box, like everybody else in the world does. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's different. The it, you know, I, I love the real potatoes. Oh, dude, son. Teresa's recipe for mashed potatoes. Mm. But we're not here to talk about mashed potatoes. <laughs> but my mom's breakfast, like breakfast, was the thing my mom did really well. 
And so Christmas morning, like family came to our house, which I think is kind of weird. Like I would not mm-hmm. invite like family, like, Hey y'all, everybody come to our house for Christmas morning breakfast. But that was what we did as a family. Yeah. And so that's the one time of year, like our family came to our house. Only time of year we did anything in our home, but it was Christmas morning. So yeah, that's it. That's man, that. that sweet, mm. sweet memories. Yeah. So, that was a good one. Yeah. That was a good one. Yeah. Good stuff. Okay. Back to where we started, which is like, like okay. what about family traditions now that maybe right. we're taking part of? I know it looks different. Tanner, you without, you know, without. Uh, I do have a family. Single. Just not, not, not married. You I'm and not your brother. Married yet. <laughs> yeah, Tucker, oh, like my parents are still around. <laughs> still going to see Santa Claus. You know what we do do most years? I don't think we're actually doing it this year, but most years we have made it up to Crested Butte, Colorado uh, right after Christmas. Like, We've left as early as like the the twenty sixth, and uh, mm. it's a good time. Like, it stops being crazy up there, you yeah, know. Like yeah. the Christmas season is so crazy, so we get up there and we're just there as a family. Typically, another family or two is with us or some friends. So uh, it's a blast. It's always a blast, and uh, I'm kind of bummed uh, that I'm not going to make it up there uh, for that season. I've already been there once this year. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Not to brag. Yeah, I think that's actually one of the first things I learned about you, you Tanner. While we were actually, stalking you on uh, social media before we, uh, probably before we even interviewed you, I was like, oh man, look at these guys. The mountain guy. in Colorado. I like this. I believe was I was in was Colorado. I was walking around Crested Butte when I read the email from oh, Kirk Crodel. There we go. See? Um, hey, Tanner, come uh, interview with First Baptist Talk. Talk here in Colorado, wow. we like that. What a so. special memory! Yeah. That's kind of uh, uh, yeah, I had forgotten that, but yeah, that was right around that time. It's good stuff. Um, I'll, I'll say for us, uh, again, I mentioned this like my I asked because I'm like, what do what is a tradition that we do? My kids mm-hmm. love Christmas Eve just like mm-hmm. we did, but ours looks different because we're uh working in a church, you know, we're like typically here on Christmas Eve or at the church for Christmas Eve services. We've had family come with us some, but we years ago when Teresa and I before we had children and we weren't going home to be with family or whatever, we were like, what do we do? And so we've stopped at QT. Did I say more? <laughs> uh we stop at QT, we get the hot chocolate out of that really special hot chocolate machine where you push the button and chug a lug. It's just like the Polar Express. It is. It's exactly (laughs) the same thing. They should give you that little bell when you get done filling up your cup. You're a believer. That's it. So listen, and I love, you know, I love a good roller grill at the QT. Mm. You know, Chelsea. Mm. I know uh, you do. Yeah, we do that. And then we go look at Christmas lights. And now my kids are like, do we have to go? (gasps) So... Like now it's really, we're local. We used to go all over the Metroplex and find different things, like like finding the original Big Tex, you know, mm-hmm. his head is on somebody's Special. house in Highland Park. <laughs> it is. It's a really, if you've not been there, you got to check that out. Uh, but yeah, we go see Christmas lights and then we go home. And now for our kids, I think it's, that's when the siblings, they give one another their Christmas presents. So they love that. And That's usually so that sweet. goes very well because they, yeah. get, you know, they go do their own. Well, sort of, they go on their own. They've got their budget. They go to the store and they pick things out for their siblings, and so that's when they give their gifts. So it feels that's so typically like a very sweet time. Low pressure too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just them. They all get two gifts, and they're loving life. So. How sweet. Yeah, oh. it's fun. How about you? You know, our family is still kind of figuring it out. We have 
Yeah, what's past, Teddy's favorite tradition? Yeah, what this past he? year he was a week old on yeah, Christmas, yeah, yeah. so <laughs> we were on the couch. Um, and the year before that uh, was COVID, right? Yeah, it's twenty. Right? Yeah. Yes. So, and then anyway, so uh, it's it's different with two littles trying to figure out what works for our family and. Um, what they can sit through. Uh, what can you do? What are your options? So right now, the things that I do that I'm inviting them into uh, is make cinnamon rolls, like we talked about, and gift those to our friends. Um, I did Proud do that with a very sleepy newborn last year, and I thought, babies aren't hard. And then, <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I'm crazy, because uh, they're just sleepy for a few days. <laughs> um and then I also every year watch It's a Wonderful Life. I save it. I only watch it once a year. Mm, okay. um, like but that. nobody else in my home particularly <laughs> cares for it. You're all by yourself. Um, but I love it. So it's, it's it, during nap time or whatever. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, maybe three hours long. Like it's not yeah. a. It's it's an investment of your time. Mm-hmm. But I just, it's so sweet, and I end it every time with this kind of. Biblical encouragement to not give up doing good and that it matters mm-hmm. that there are ripple effects to when we bless others. So Seriously. love it. Love that movie. Even if the theology about angels is really weird <laughs> in the movie. I actually found the email. Oh, for real? Oh. Tanner, I hope this email finds you well. Man, you were trying to butter me up. You said during this Christmas season, hey, I'm glad, I, I'm, glad I'm here. I'm glad you're here All too. All Christmas later. Hey, I think as far as the podcast goes, um, what else can we talk about for Christmas on our Christmas special, Chelsea? Well, as we consider the ways that we're spending our time and where our focus is, I think there's some really intentional things that we can do to bring um, just meaning to how we are celebrating and how... um, Sorry, I can't place words anymore since I had babies, but... uh, (laughs) Just how we're taking time to recognize Jesus in this season. So I know we asked our good friend Nanette Johnson for some um, just advice because I think she's the best at all of this. Mm. She dropped some bombs. Some good bombs. She's very humble about it, but (laughs) she she gave us some really good thoughts. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, one of the things that she said that I loved – was maybe more of a New Year thing, but I think can tie right into Christmas, was uh, thinking back on the past year and um, having conversations with your family about what you went through, the the highs and lows of the year, even like looking month by month at at what you dealt with. Because, I mean, for teenagers, you know, in January, they were in a different grade. You know, this is, (laughs) Mm. there's, there's a lot that's happened since then. Um, the year's a long time. So the highs and lows of that and how you can see God present through it and even maybe thinking about a word or, or a verse or something that could describe the past year and praying over and thanking God for it. Um, I thought that was really a, kind of a profound practice to, to do with your family as you're approaching the end of the year That's and the right. beginning of a new one. Yeah, because so often we're thinking ahead. We're looking towards what's coming but we oftentimes just don't pause to reflect and really consider what we've been through, what mm-hmm. the Lord's brought us through, and probably just re- rejoicing in that and just celebrating what it is God's done. And sometimes <laughs> I feel like there's been those years where it's like we made it. Like mm-hmm. we've, we made it. Mm-hmm. You know? and there's 
those hard seasons. We were joking the other day about one of the years for one of our kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't point it out or or his name. That gives you options. But we were like, man, you know, but, but kind of that, yeah. gosh, we made it. That was tough. Mm. And so certainly want to be thinking ahead, but sometimes just that looking back yeah. is so big. Storytelling is good for the heart. It's really good for is. the soul. Yeah. It's good for community. And, and I think it, one of the things that Nanette talked about, I think really is so good. We've talked about it before. It's somewhat just the communication mm-hmm. and, and that it allows, you know, us to part of that, trying to create the, the environment and the culture in our homes that our students are, our kids are talking to us. And sometimes it's hard, sometimes it's difficult, but, but creating that space and, and like Nanette joked, uh, there was an expectation in her home. You were going to talk or you had to pay up. Like literally her mom, she said her mom's like, you got to put a quarter on the table when they were kids. You got to pay not to talk. So I'm like, that's a great idea. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was like, maybe dollars. We do Here's a QR code. You can, you can send us some cash. What's your Venmo? If you, if you don't want to talk. But like, you know, just creating the space for your kids to share and, and just to communicate, like, like communicating beyond the surface and trying to allow us to talk about things that have happened and are happening in our lives. It's just mm-hmm. really important. So yeah. what a great idea. Yeah. Two things that as I've been thinking about this and through our conversation with Nanette, uh, they've kind of jumped out to me. Um, she kept talking about traditions. One of the traditions being, you know, talking about the year past and yeah. uh, that's kind of what we talked about at our table. And I think uh, it's great to create traditions early and not everybody thinks of that. Um, mm-hmm. And you might, have a teenager already and don't have any traditions and it's okay to start traditions now. Yeah. But yeah, I would, not too late. I would add um, on the tradition side that y- you can loop your kids into those traditions, helping plan them, helping facilitate yeah. them. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's baking cinnamon rolls, have them help you bake. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's choosing the Christmas tree, have them come with you. Give them like a legitimate say in the tree y'all choose. Now, obviously, teens can get ridiculous. If my mom had let me just like go, like take the wheel for the Christmas tree, we would have had the biggest one or the smallest one, depending on the year like, and my mood. Cut the top yeah. off, have a whole second tree, <laughs> like an elf where they cut it yes. down and lift it. And the second one that I that is sitting on my heart right now is just. Uh, and as cheesy as this sounds, um, remember what Christmas is about um, mm. when it comes like to your teens, reminding them um, Jesus really is the reason for the season. And it's not just about um, the gift of Jesus uh, as much as that is like a huge part of Christmas. Um, Jesus is a gift to us, but like I think something that we often miss when we talk about Christmas is that Jesus was a man. Um, Jesus was mm-hmm. born. Um, he knows what it's like to be tempted because he was born. He knows what it's like to suffer through pain because it was he was born. Mm-hmm. And uh, the fact that we have a Savior who knows what it's like to be human, um, in my opinion, is one of the best lessons that you could possibly talk mm-hmm. about during the Christmas season. Um, mm-hmm. Because Jesus loved. He uh, Jesus was hurt. Jesus was sad. And all of that is exemplified in Scripture. Um, and we get reminded um, that he was actually uh, birthed through uh, a woman on Christmas. And, mm-hmm. Well, we don't know exactly what it was, but uh, we celebrated on Christmas. That's right. Um, and uh, that's one of the most important parts of Jesus is the fact that he really was man, that he really was 
human and God all in one body. And it's, uh, I guess it's just important for me to remember. It's hard to get past that. I think, you know, when we had kids, it brought such a different reality and I knew it would, I think, Mm -hmm. but the reality of how helpless our children are, particularly when they're born and they're young. And, and, um, I, I do remember goodness, you know, 13 years ago, that first Christmas we were parents and holding Cason and thinking, this is still unbelievable to me that, um, that, that Jesus, who was not created, mm-hmm. who is eternal, mm-hmm. who, you know, John would tell us, like, he, he was there at creation, mm-hmm. you know, like he was mm-hmm. the vehicle by which creation happened. Um, and he took on flesh and left the right hand of the Father and would come and, and take on flesh and wear it here and mm-hmm. become a child. Like, that's During still a time just that's blows nuts. my mind. Like it, like Jesus, like God it could have chosen to like give his son to the world in 2022. Yeah. Yeah. But instead Great he was born. Wonderful yeah. hospitals, <laughs> steak, you yeah. know, that night for Mary mm. and Joseph. Yeah. <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. yeah we, um, we had a moment driving home the other day when Lucy asked me, who, who turned those lights on? She was talking about like the city. The city that has the lights. And I said, I don't know, baby. And she said, maybe Jesus. (laughs) I kind of laughed and I was like, well, you know, he is the light of the world. And um, he did bring light to the darkness. And so we had a a sweet conversation. (laughs) And I love that, Tanner. Like, because again, we can talk about just those natural things. It's busy. Mm -hmm. I think the older our kids get, the busier they are, the busier we are. We're being pulled in a thousand different directions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But just pulling that back in. And, and, you know, I don't know what that looks like in your family. We, we've said from, I mean, <laughs> we found a picture the other day when Kaysen's like a baby and he's sitting in our lap and we're reading, you mm-hmm. know, scripture to him on Christmas morning. And, and at times it's like this, this kind of like, okay, this is what we're going to do. Sure. We're going to, we're going to pull out, we're going to sit in the floor in our living room and we're going to read the Christmas mm-hmm. story again. And some of that, I think, because in the midst of all the busyness, if nothing, man, for a few minutes, we're going to stop and just be reminded mm-hmm. of the hope of Christmas and, and, and the journey that begins at Christmas as, as, as God has sent this rescuer mm-hmm. to us, to mankind, you know, just to make a way mm-hmm. and to bridge the gap. And my goodness, here he is and he has come and he is here. And yeah, we're giving gifts and we're doing all the crazy things that go along with Christmas and particularly in our culture. But my goodness, like you stop and just remember and, and not let that get away. And, you know, and they're teenagers and they're probably not going to just be blown away and mm-hmm. we're going to sit around mm-hmm. in tears talking about what it is the Lord has done. I, I hope that happens in your house. I, I yeah. hope one day it doesn't mind because it hasn't yet. But just a reminder of, man, mm-hmm. let's ground this thing to what it is. But uh, yeah. I think it's important to remember that uh, like – as they grow older, you might find some conflict here, like with them not wanting to participate and stuff like that. You're still the parent. I am so yeah. thankful for my mom making me do stuff. And hopefully, you know, I, I would argue that most kids are once they grow older. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, it's okay to tell your kid, hey, we're putting ornaments on the tree. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're going to do this. Uh, it, I remember my dad still saying, living at your house. Yeah. <laughs> I remember my dad pulling us aside one time, and I'm like, I, and y'all, you know, I, work, I said, I think I got jaded in high school working in a forest because mm-hmm. I hate messing with trees because I had to do it at work. And there were like 4,200 trees in this forest <laughs> in Google, <laughs> Texas. Sorry, Luann, no offense. Um, but my daddy pulling us aside and saying, listen, you're going to get in there, and you're going to smile, and you're going to 
do this because this is important to your mother. And we're going to do this. And this is something that she loves. So we as a family are going to do this. There were not many times my dad did that. It's like, yes, sir. So <laughs> we had to bust up on the tree. Papa you know, it's a good thing, Big Rich. <laughs> but, you know, a couple other things, I think. One of the things I love, this is the way Nanette said it, stepping out of our front door and blessing our neighbors. Mm. And she said, you know, that's one of the things they did, just made sure they were doing things for the people around them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, you know, sounded like for them probably baked goods or, you know, putting things together and just dropping them off at their neighbors' homes. And that may be a great way, like what an opportunity. As Dennis said uh, in a sermon, uh, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago maybe, talking about Christmas and he's like talking about being Cindy being in New York and man, mm-hmm. the world is celebrating. They don't even know when they're celebrating. They don't mm-hmm. know what this is. Well, most of our neighbors um, are probably celebrating Christmas, even if they don't follow Jesus or even know what it's about. Yeah. But what a great way that we can bless and encourage just the people around us um, and, and just doing something to just encourage the people around us. And maybe that opens a door, you mm-hmm. know, maybe that, that provides yeah. an opportunity for us for one to do something together as a family, but it also may up open a door to other conversations. And then just another thing, I think Nanette mentioned that I think is so important. And I do love Chelsea, how you and Kyle are just trying to be very intentional about this. It's just keeping things in check because it mm-hmm. would be, it's so like consumerism is so, mm-hmm. so it's a real challenge. And so mm-hmm. some of that's just trying to keep things in, things in check you know, being wise and being intentional about our gift giving and, and, and maybe it's time to cut back, you know, mm-hmm. maybe it's time to slow down. And I would just say, if that's it, like, that's okay. And, and, and maybe it's time to have a conversation with your kids and say, Hey, we're just not going to do what we have done. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's just gotten out of control. And sometimes that is, as we said, as for parents, then mm-hmm. we deal with that with our own parents of saying, Hey, uh, grandma and grandpa, you you can't overrun this thing. And so sometimes we've got to have those conversations with in-laws or with parents to say, hey, here's what we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. We're trying to focus. And I used to tell people like, hey, like we kept trying to say this to my mom. Hey, instead of buying 7,000 Christmas presents for our kids, why don't you take that money and put it in an investment for college? Like mm-hmm. if you're just insistent, mm-hmm. maybe, you know, yeah. maybe just keep that in check and uh, help my kids go to college one day. Yeah, she didn't do that. I really well, (laughs) (laughs) and I yes, for us, we're gonna we're gonna aim to be to do simple because I think without boundaries and parameters on this, I would be very tempted to go really overboard and to feel like um, my children's happiness in this season is dependent on what I can give them and how magical I can make things. And I don't think that's true at all. And so, yeah, our family is doing four gifts each to the best that I can. Some, something you want, something you need, something to wear, and something to read. Um, and, and that will be plenty, and that will, that will be enough. Mm-hmm. Um, they will, of course, get things from, <laughs> from grandparents and yeah. friends. But, um, okay. but, you know, I do think less is more because that means we can be really intentional about what we are doing. What we are getting, we can focus on experiences together um, and really making the most of the time that we have versus the things that we have. And it helps that we have a small home and we don't have a lot of storage. And so, yeah, we we truly cannot. <laughs> we cannot get big toys. Um, so I think that has helped me as a mom. And that may be a little harder with teenagers, especially if you've done things differently for a long time to set expectations. But I think you can definitely focus on time and experiences over material things and it still be really meaningful. Yeah. Um, Yeah. What, 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 what 
What are the top 20 gifts you remember your parents giving you as a kid? Oh, you want to hear a funny one, though? Okay, please. I think I was in junior high. My mom still thinks it's hysterical. They got me, like, electric tweezers to, pl- <laughs> like, to pluck my eyebrows with. Because um, this was the 2000s, and we didn't have mm. eyebrows back then, guys. Um, and... It was the most painful contraption that I have ever experienced. It I'm was so it intrigued hurt by so this whole bad. And I maybe they thought it was like a convenience device. Yeah, wow. Oh what my a, gosh. What a gift. It was cruel. How special. <laughs> Just, the memories. Uh, my mom, she'll, she'd probably snort laughing, thinking back on it. But <laughs> but there were some very sweet ones too. That's, you know. Yeah. I've got a of few. Course. But yeah, I really think back. <laughs> you know, one of the things we did when I was in high school. Uh, we started going skiing the week after Christmas, oh, um, and and I laugh because I'm I'm thinking, I, you know, I mean, there are a few things I'm sure if I can give us some time. Like there's some things I think about that I remember, but as a now 47 year old man, like I think back and go, gosh, what are the things I really mm-hmm. appreciate? And it really it is. It's like I yeah, I remember the trips. I remember going skiing, mm-hmm. and, and that we were mm-hmm. we were in the business of all of it. Mom and dad, who really didn't even, they didn't ski most of the time. Like, they didn't enjoy it. They, you know, started probably in their 40s um, <laughs> trying to figure that out. And then they were neither one of the most athletic people in the world, especially mom. Um, but mm-hmm. we we loved it. And so it just became a really special thing for our family. So I, I'd say that, man, if you've got opportunity, just create experiences. You don't have to go to Colorado skiing. Mm-mm. I mean, Dave King, I mean, it's awesome. But, uh, I, you know, you can take me with you. But... <laughs> Um, I mean, part of that, just creating those opportunities. I think, again, we think of that, like, those are the things we're going to remember, mm-hmm. right? Those are the things that are going to impact our kids, the time mm-hmm. we invest, time we get to spend with them, how we pour our lives into them. Mm-hmm. Probably not if we have the latest Apple, what you know, fill-in-the-blank sure. device mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. whatever gear they've created. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. It's really good. Wow. Christmas. It's coming, y'all. Real Happy Christmas. Happy. We Merry yeah. Christmas to you. We're praying that your families have a really sweet season Seriously. of celebrating and just spending time together. And um, just remember, you're not alone mm-hmm. when it uh, when it gets challenging. You spend a lot of time together, and you're ready, That's <laughs> right. Yeah, you're ready to go back to school. Um, it really does take a village. Absolutely. All right. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Thanks for listening, y'all.